how to sleep hack if sleep hacking isn't working. Hey, guys and gals, this is Jonathan with Limitless Mindset, and I'm going to drop on you here a couple of life hacks for making those horizontal nocturnal hours just a bit more invigorating. And I know that the sleep hacking thing is something I touch on a lot. In fact, I'm in the middle of a rather dense book on sleep right now. And that's because sleep is one of the highest leverage points that you've got as a life hacker. If your health is not optimal, if you're not quite as productive as you'd like to be, then sleep is really the quintessential low-hanging fruit that you want to make sure as an area that you get everything really dialed in. So I'll tell you about Oh, and first, I just need to say, please go and do check out this article linked over there on LimitlessMindset.com below wherever you are listening to this. As always, in the article, I've got some pictures, I've got some illustration of everything that I'm talking about here, and I've got all of those links that you'll want to follow if you want to take advantage of some of the stuff I'm going to run past you. Okay, anecdote. Last weekend, I did an in-depth consultation, a biohacking consultation, with a Canadian guy with a serious lifestyle issue that most people don't take very seriously. And talking to him, I think we came up with a really good multi-vector biohacking strategy to address his issue. And perhaps you have the same issue, namely bad quality and insufficient quantity of sleep. That's something that needs to be taken seriously. Here's the thing that really frustrated the Canadian dude. I think it's okay to call Canadian guys dudes. He was following a lot of mainstream sleep hacking advice. He was wearing orange tinted glasses in the evenings. He was avoiding fluorescent lights or bright screens before bed. He was supplementing magnesium and some other vitamins. He was getting exercise, but his sleep was still pretty awful. He would wake up in the middle of the night. He felt tired and underslept all the time. And I can relate to this. For at least a decade of my own life, I suffered from bad sleep. And now I sleep really great. Even when I'm stressed out by the hectic entrepreneur slash digital nomad life, I felt like I've really figured out this crucial human function that so much of our happiness, productivity, and health depends upon. So here I'll summarize some advanced sleep hacking strategies, the same things I shared with him that I think helped. First of all, 
before-bed beverage regimen. I invented that, before-bed beverage regimen. What I'm drinking actually has a noticeable relaxing effect on putting me to sleep, especially these beverages. Three to four hours before bed, I have a decaffeinated green tea. Then one to two hours before bed, I have chamomile or valerian tea. And then 15 to 30 minutes before bed, I have apple cider vinegar tea. And I do link to the apple cider vinegar tea so you can figure out how to do that. And I drink these often. Maybe not every single night, although the chamomile is a... uh, a staple of my uh, of my evenings at this point, but especially if I'm a bit stressed, if I have taken some really stimulating nootropics this day, I will stack these anxiolytic teas. Speaking of anxiolytics, let's talk about supplements. And importantly, I would not use all of these every night. What I would recommend doing is cycling them throughout the week. So first of all, I'll mention melatonin. And 5 to 20 milligrams of this stuff gives you just the hormone you need to fall deeply asleep. But using it every night will desensitize the receptor site. You'll build up a tolerance to it, and then you won't be able to fall asleep without it. We don't want that. But if you use it sparingly, if you use it once a week, or I'm to the point where maybe I use it uh, once a month, if you do it that way, uh, especially maybe if you're traveling, maybe if you're in a new place, then hey, a little bit of melatonin is not such a bad idea, and you won't really develop a tolerance. Melatonin is pretty benign stuff other than the tolerance issue, so you can feel free to experiment with the dosage. Just, like I said, don't use it frequently. Next, I'll mention ashwagandha, and 5 to 1,500 milligrams of this adaptogenic herb will melt away your stress and you'll sleep like a baby. You may even fall asleep in the middle of reading a book or cuddling with your partner. Hey, that's not so bad, is it? Ashwagandha, you can use more frequently. You could use it uh, three to five times a week. Although with ashwagandha, there's a bit of a concern because a lot of uh, ashwagandha is rife with uh, toxic heavy metals. A lot of it is not real high quality stuff. So you want to get it from a source like uh, Lost Empire Herbs in the USA is my go-to for something like this or Indigo Herbs in the UK here in uh, the European side of the world. And I'll mention a couple of other sleep supplements. Red strains of crotum. Uh, Crotum is a relatively benign opioid herb that will really relax you before bed. I love to sip some crotum tea while reading in the evening before bed. 
when I had it, I haven't used Crotum in a while. I'd use it once or twice a week before bed. Being an opioid, it can be addictive. I did not find it addictive. Apparently a lot of people do. So you want to keep the dosage really moderate with it. And then I'll mention, before Fenibut, Fenibut, I'll mention CBD. CBD is a classic uh, sleep aid that a lot of people use nowadays. And here's the funny thing with CBD is CBD is not all created equal. Different brands, there's a number of different ways that it's formulated. And some of the brands are honestly probably pretty crappy. So with CBD, you need to go out there and try a, a bunch of, you need to go out there and try multiple different products because some products you'll try and you'll be like, eh, I don't really know if this is doing anything for me, but some you'll try and you'll do uh, 25 milligrams, 50 milligrams, and then you'll get this amazing sleep. Some of this stuff will blow your socks off. So it's kind of one of those things where I would say, go and look up some brands that do uh, COA verification that are highly rated that look credible to you and try like three or four different products and you'll find that one of them actually works pretty good. And I might mention uh, Natural Stacks. Natural Stacks is, I think, a pretty credible source on that. And I will mention Fenibute. Fenibute is a drug and I've had some of the best sleep of my life on this GABAergic stuff. But here's the thing, it doesn't work as consistently as the other sleep hacks. So I'd suggest using it about once a week and using in between 500 to 1500 milligrams. And it is GABAergic, I've called it a alternative to alcohol. So if you use between five to 1500 milligrams, you'll, you'll find yourself like having a really good time if you're out socializing. What you should not do is combine it with alcohol. That's kind of a recipe for disaster. And you'll find that your mind is really clear of stress. You'll find that you are a bit impulsive and then you'll sleep pretty Pretty good. If you use it infrequently, if you start using it real frequently, then I fear that it may kind of lose its luster for you. Fenibute, I will use. I've used it in the past when I've been traveling, doing the digital nomad thing, and I would, I would kind of plan my sobriety around where I was traveling in the world because uh, for example I was in Germany and I found that in Germany it was a bit more pricier than in some other places like say Medellin for comparison it was a bit pricier to drink socially so you get you know typically a 90-day visa to stay in a place right as a tourist so I would say, okay, I'm going to a country where it's going to be pricier to drink like uh, Spain. And I would just use Fenibute as my go-to social lubricant. That's kind of a, a digital nomad hack for those of you out there that, that do that. So the before bed 
beverage regimen that I already mentioned really is quite soothing. That's uh, largely what I do now. And when you combine it with the anxiolytic supplements, you really will have great sleep, especially if you combine all this with what I call non-stimulatory thinking. And this is a mindfulness thing. Meditation is really good for your sleep. Unsurprisingly, you probably already knew that. The Canadian guy certainly did, but he had a pretty common objection to meditation. And he told me, I've used some of these different meditation apps and audio programs, which are somewhat relaxing, but I really don't know if I'm doing the meditation correctly. And I don't want to waste 20 minutes a day, every day, doing meditation wrong. And I responded to this, well, you could hire a meditation coach and work with them. You could read some good books on meditation. You could do a meditation retreat where all you do is meditate all day with uh, with a bunch of other people and with some coaches that are making sure that you are doing it correctly. Or you could quantify your mindfulness using biofeedback technology like the M-Wave by Heart math. It's probably the most effective tool for this. It's a little heart rate sensor that you wear on your ear or hold in your hand, which accurately measures your heart rate variability. A measure of the degree to which your autonomic nervous system is effectively and dynamically responding to stressors both internal and external. So you typically spend 10 to 20 minutes daily training with it, and it significantly improves your stress management. You will be one cool cat. It's one of the few pieces of biohacking tech that has good human clinical research demonstrating its helpful effect. I'd been meditating for several months prior to starting using the M-Wave 2, and it taught me what it feels like to be in a coherent meditative state. It's also one of the few biohacking devices I'd buy. Uh, the rest, I've tried a lot of them, and I'm a bit skeptical of them for one reason or another. And the M-Wave tech costs between, between about $100 to $200 new, although I saved quite a bit by getting mine uh, lightly used on eBay. And while I'm discussing biohacking tech, I will mention my red light therapy device. I've got this near-infrared light that is one of my favorite things. The I, I think it's actually probably my favorite piece of biohacking tech, and I will shine that on my body right before bed. I'll lay down in bed, cuddle with my wife, and I will take the red light and just shine it on my back. And this type of special light 
does release melatonin. It gives you a little bit of extra melatonin. And after I've been laying there for about 15 minutes, chit-chatting with my wife about this and that, having that shined on my back, I am really ready to fall asleep. So that's a bit pricier, but it's one of those things that's kind of like a longer term investment in your health because it costs a couple hundred bucks and it will last a long time. It has 50,000 hours of uh, lifetime usage on it. So you could potentially get like more than a decade out of a red light therapy device. So if you do a little bit of math, compare it to other things like supplementation, it becomes a pretty awesome value. Moving on, the next option for quantifying your mindfulness costs between free and $29. And that would be dual end back software. And this is a brain game that you play on your smartphone. And it requires 100% of your concentration. And thus is like a RAM upgrade for your conscious mind. It teaches you what true concentration feels like and will increase your intelligence markedly over time. So you'll want to check out my review that I did of Dual and Back Pro. I have that review embedded in this article, so do go check that out. Moving forward, I'm going to describe the sleep deficit protocol. Occasionally, despite your best efforts, you're going to have nights of awful or insufficient sleep. It happens to all of us. And here's how I deal with these situations. Get up early. For one reason or another, you wake up early and underslept. Instead of hitting snooze or sleeping in or trying to take a nap later, just get up and get going. You'll experience a pleasant boost of motivation, which you can use to get more done that morning that you sometimes do all day. Then take a cold shower. You want to do like 60 to 120 seconds of cold water blasting you in the face first thing. And this will get your adrenaline and cortisol flowing. You won't be tired at all for hours. And then you could look at using wakefulness promoters. Here's where the nootropics play their role. On days that I might be facing a sleep deficit, and that is rare, I will combine all or some of or a few of my wakefulness promoters. These are things like modafinil, tyrosine, rhodiola, caffeine, and with these I'll typically do a morning dose and a mid-afternoon dose. And then you do want to stimulate yourself. If you're just sitting around for hours, you will inevitably get tired and unproductive. So on days like this, you want to get up, go to the gym, run some errands, do some body weight exercises throughout the day. On days where you're running on a sleep deficit, 
especially if you're using nootropics, you can, you can count on being energetic and being all there cognitively in the morning, but in the afternoons, then you're, you're really going to kind of start to run into diminishing returns with uh, tasks that are demanding a lot of brain power. So those are the kind of days that you might say, okay, I need to go and like clean some area of my house, or I need to go and run an errand across town. Those are the times to you know, stick those kind of things in. In the evening, do all the sleep hacks mentioned above and go to bed early. Try to resist mindlessly browsing the web or playing on your smartphone in those dwindling hours of the day. And you'll sleep deeply, so set your alarm clock to wake you up the next morning around the same time you did the previous morning. Now you'll wake up and have another awesomely productive morning, but this time fully refreshed by the sleep that you need. And following this sleep deficit protocol, my days operating on insufficient sleep are quite productive. They're not lost days, certainly. And occasional sleep deficits are really not good. You don't want to make that a regular thing at all. But if you're a relatively young, healthy person, you can you can use them to stimulate your productivity. Just uh, do guard your your sleep. It really is uh, the sleep hygiene thing. I love that phrase because it's uh, as much as not, if not more important than you know than basic bodily bodily hygiene. So those are some some more advanced sleep hacks. And if you, dear listener, have got some sleep hacks that I haven't mentioned, I'm, I'd love to hear about those. I'm always interested in trying new things and taking the sleep to the next level. So do get in touch with me, drop me a comment, shoot me a message, drop me an email. If you've got something really cool that does take sleep to the next level, I will probably talk about it on this podcast. I'm Jonathan with Limitless Mindset, looking forward to a continued conversation with you.